0: where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever and this is ryan and this is quincy how is your week going quincy how's it
1: it's going pretty good i uh reread katie shinkle's moonlighters number two and three today oh, hell yeah. and it is a perfect comic book so i'm riding off of that reading a perfect comic book high
0: yeah i I get that feeling when i watch like hot fuzz or something and it's just like when you see a perfect thing and you're just like ah being alive is great okay but
1: hot fuzz doesn't have werewolves who are domesticated so they're dogs and not wolves so it's kind of a fursona but also (laughs) supernatural and they're college students that are ethnically (laughs) sexually and body type diverse and it's not a big thing it's just yeah of course werewolves are fat and thin and
0: gay and bi and straight why wouldn't they be right like why wouldn't there be a fat gay pomeranian werewolf like that's surely we've read enough bad werewolf stuff that was all the same shit which is basically just anita blake vampire hunter um and yeah, like, Moonlighters, I, I think it's also, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you used the word fursona, because it, I, I felt like a pervert, because immediately upon hearing, like, they're domesticated and they're basically dogs, I was like, so, it's, they're, they're furries. That's what that is. Like, if you're an anthropomorphic, wait, okay, are they anthropomorphic, or are they literal, like, dogs, like Pomeranians and stuff?
1: They're anthropomorphic. So, I mean, it's not a, it's not a fursona if it's your persona,
0: That's an excellent point. Like, if you don't have to, um, if you don't have to accessorize, I think that makes it a persona and not a persona. So,
1: I keep saying things. I keep thinking of merchandising opportunities and what's our first (laughs) t-shirt?
0: Right there. That's yeah. That's a that's a direct quote. Um, I. What have you been up to? (laughs) Oh shit. Uh, So I. So one of the things that I've been up to is that in the last week, um, I. So. Um, Without going into into it too much, I was proud of myself for making a psychiatrist appointment. So I was tweeting – I I tweeted farcically about it and was like, I have made a psychiatrist appointment. I demand cured meats in celebration of this victory. And then I came home, and Christina immediately was like, did you order meat? And I said, what? And then (laughs) I opened – um, a box that had been brought to um, the door of my home and inside was like salami and prosciutto and chicken and uh, so I was like tweeting about it and trying to figure out who it was that would send meat to my home and I was like doing a quick I was I was doing the math lady meme of like who both follows my Twitter knows my preference in meats I like to put into my face and has access to my home address and it turned out it was my buddy uh, Amanda Mojo Quicks on Twitter. And the thing that I read this week uh, was... So um, uh, Amanda released a zine called Dates the Golden Lovers Have Been On, which is um, a, a little zine of haiku about Kodeabushi and Kenny Omega. Um, it is just fucking outstanding. Um, I feel like... Uh, uh, so um, I, uh, Amanda, like... The problem was that, like, when I ordered it, I didn't want to put down my actual name on the thing because I didn't want it to be like, oh, great, my friend bought the thing. I wanted to just be like, yeah, someone mysterious saw it and was like, oh, shit, I want a book of haiku about the Golden Lovers. And then I forgot that my credit card information showed up on the um, transaction. (laughs) So, like, I put down a stupid name and then Amanda called me that stupid name in a DM. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But... Um, so, uh, uh, I, I would like, if I could, would it be okay if I read a couple of the haiku from this book on the podcast? Please do. Um, and of course I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give it away for free. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but, um, I think my favorite one is, uh, the first one on the thing, uh, which is Yakiniku, seven kinds of meat, Koda gobbled silently, Kenny stared wide-eyed. <laughs> Um, shopping. Koda bought three scarves. Kenny couldn't find a shirt that would fit his arms. Um, and then the last... All right, all right. So I read this one right before going to bed and got in my feelings because of this last haiku in the book. Beach. Breeze over the waves. The sun around their bodies. Felt like coming home. Ah! Man, that's... It's too good. Oh! oh. (laughs) Uh, So, um... If you're uh, if you're into wrestling, which, again, if you're listening to this podcast, statistically there's a, like, a pretty good chance you're into wrestling, I implore you to go to Amanda's Twitter, which is MojoQuix, M-O-J-O-Q-U-I-X, and do yourself a favor, it's super cheap, order dates the Golden Lovers have been on, also because the cover art by Mustachiosaurus on Twitter um, is Cody Ibushi shoveling pancakes into his gaping open mouth and Kenny Omega having a weird face, and it's it's just fucking perfect um and
1: if you go to their big their big cartel page is red so you can go directly there and order it
0: yeah too and also because um red leather and danger is also uh i think punk rock big mouth is part of that crew
1: that's correct
0: yeah and punk rock big mouth is the best wrestling artist on the planet um, yeah,
1: I believe that's 100% true. <laughs> I,
0: I think that's canon. Oh, hold on.
1: Take your
0: So anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry, dog. Uh, continue. We have some housekeeping to get to
1: before we get into actually talking about movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an email about our Wolf Creek coverage from Tim Pascoe, a genuine Australian. Oh, shit. So, Tim Pasco writes, Hey guys, just wanted to call you out for insinuating that our isolated little island that was colonized by criminals is a bit weird. <laughs> I'm sorry that not every movie we make is of the caliber of a Mad Max to the Road Warrior, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, or BMX Bandits. Yes, the Wolf Creek movies are garbage, but just, fill, uh, just to fill you in on a little backstory, they're based very fucking loosely, on a real dude called Ivan Milat, Whoa. this is to me the main flaw of said films. John Jarrett, the actor in the movie, had a shoot Tim the Toolman style home improvement show in the late 90s. The producers of Wolf Creek should have leaned into this with him crafting delightful little home furnishings from his victims. <laughs> and that's from our good friend uh, Tim Pascoe. Uh, who
0: is calling us on our, our Australian bullshit. <laughs> That's, that is outstanding. Yeah, I, actually, John Jarrett, like, he, the best thing I can say about Wolf Creek, any of them, is eh, at least John Jarrett seems like he's having a good time.
1: Yeah, uh, so speaking of having a good time, I found in the wild the most wonderful jewel I've watched all month terrence howard's fright club so i have not seen
0: terrence howard's fright club
1: well ryan let me tell you why this is perfect mm-hmm. so uh emily and i are scrolling through hulu mm-hmm. and on the new episodes we find a show called terrence howard's fright club right so i did a little research this is a one hour special where Terrence Howard invites his number one fans to his Louisiana estate and it's a hidden camera scary
0: show. Oh shit. Um so <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Holy shit. How do you get to go to Terrence Howard's Fright Club? Well, you tell you audition for the show, and not to spoil too much,
1: they tell these people that they're actually on a reality show called Famecation, where they get an all-expense-paid trip to hang out with their their um, favorite movie star.
0: Oh shit!
1: And and when they show up, they do New Orleans stereotypical creepy stuff. Like one woman gets invited. They they're taking them around Bourbon Street and liquoring them up. And they have a plant, everyone, including the other people who are supposed to be, you know, on the show uh-huh. is a plant, except for one or two people oh. that are real. Oh, fuck. So, like, this woman really thinks she's on this reality show, and they're drinking on Bourbon Street, and they get a ticket to a authentic Bourbon Street show, which is a voodoo ritual, and they start drinking blood from a guy who's like chained to a wall,
0: and she's like, "What is wrong with all of you? No, I'm not drinking blood. <laughs> that's 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 how you die in real life is you fight you get a mysterious ticket to a New Orleans voodoo show. And yeah, so it's
1: really good. Like it seems like it would be mean, but... Apparently Terrence Howard fans are known for not putting up with shit because <laughs> the, this voodoo show goes horribly wrong and they get cursed and they run back to the van and like the camera woman is crying and she's like, Stacy, get it together. <laughs> and she's like, no, until Terrence Howard, we cannot ruin this weekend with Terrence. We're just going to go back to his house and pretend nothing wrong. happened. <laughs> You've ruined this spooky weekend. My God. Well, that's the thing is it's not supposed to be spooky. So she's like, it's fine. It's fine. Nothing weird has happened. <laughs> and then, you know, the voodoo zombies show up at Terrence Howard's house and she's like, well, what happened was we didn't drink the blood. And right, that's a... Marissa over here drank the blood because she's ridiculous. It's a rookie. And I
0: told her, no, it's a rookie mistake. Don't drink the blood. I mean, that's that's baseline. Just don't do it.
1: And the best part is when Terrence Howard reveals that it's a hidden camera show, he said, You've been spooked! I spooked you on my show!
0: (laughs) You've been spooked! Oh my god. Why am I picturing him as like an old-timey prospector coming out? Right, it's a very
1: Scooby-Doo level of thing. So... It's only one episode because they they trick three people, mm. and I think they ran through all of Terrence Howard's number one fans.
0: <laughs> Listen, the Terrence Howard fan club, it's three people, okay? And then you get through that, and then it's it's all asses and elbows.
1: Well, to be fair, it's, like, two and a half. It's a man and a woman who are, like, legit fans, like, cry when they meet him. They're so excited. It, like, at the beginning, like, they show up at the mansion. He's like, welcome, to my mansion they're like oh my god i'm so happy to meet you you're my favorite and then there's like a rock of love reject who is clearly on the show to marry terrence howard and be
0: famous <laughs> so it's like two people who are like legit like shoot fans of terrence howard and someone who has heard of terrence howard
1: yeah who's like of course i love
0: Hursle and Flersel. <laughs> I love you, Philip J. Fry. Like this is, yeah. Of, of course you love Terrence Howard. Oh my God. So you said this yeah. was on Hulu.
1: This is on Hulu. It's only one episode. Everyone has got to watch it, and I want to put it on the list oh. because it is defo
0: hard. What? A, what? What? An absolute treat. <clears throat> let's. It is
1: a delight.
0: So if we're going, uh, 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 let's start um, with a thing. Uh, the. Uh, Gorgon Video. Let's start with Gorgon Video.
1: Okay. It is better than Gorgon Video.
0: Okay. And it is better than Gorgon Video because...
1: It's better than Gorgon Video because it is, like... Gorgon video is an interesting, but it's mostly an artifact. This brought Mm -hmm. me genuine joy. Like it's fun to watch, and I had a real hoot. Oh man! Also, it has the Lugaru from uh, Bayou Legend uh,
0: when (laughs) I actually shows up. When I hear Lugaru, and the creature—spoiler
1: alert—the creature effects in Terrence Howard's uh, (laughs) Fright Club is weirdly competent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like better than it should be for Terrence Howard's Fright Club. See, yeah, you, better than it should be. You say Lugaroo, and I'm just picturing Lex Luger and Underoos, but then I'm <laughs> always picturing that. So, um, but yeah, like it sounds better than Gorgon Video Magazine, at least because like it uh, uh, maybe maybe it's the short-livedness of the thing that makes it such a genuine treat. Is like, look, man, there's one episode of people that are excited to meet Terrence Howard. And then they Yeah, pick- it's a
1: solid hour. There's, like, real emotion. A man cries, like, legit. The, the male fan, they're like, we're gonna go to Terrence Howard's private island, but you gotta ride in this yacht that might not be haunted. And definitely, like, oh no, the boat is broken. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, he actually cries because he's never been on water before. And they're like, the first thing you have to do is jump onto the boat. And he, like... It's like, I can't do it. And, I, I can't.
0: And then... And Redacted from uh, Haunters, the Art of the Scare is just cranking his hog to this guy crying. Just... Exactly. How much and you... Then yeah. There,
1: and then he does it. And he's like, I'm going to tell Terrence Howard that I jumped <laughs> onto the boat for him.
0: <laughs> I always I always call Terrence Howard to tell him how much I'm crying. Um, yeah. How much yeah. do you want to bet Redacted would actually commit more murders than he likely already has To have a show based around people like tricking people into coming to his house. So first of all, I don't know who you're talking about
1: because uh, the person I think you're talking about is particularly litigious. Oh, litigious. litigious. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. I meant. um, Wait. What what were some names? Redacted. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Redacted. There we go. All right. I will go back and redact that. very good
1: no i definitely think that redacted would for sure murder people more than he's already murdered to get on a show like yeah
0: that. that guy for sure has bodies lining the crawl space of the many houses he's been kicked out of before having to go on the lam to continue running his terrible house um so my next question is uh T- terrence howard's fright club better or worse than the first annual monster makers halloween contest which featured screaming mad george
1: Oh, it's way better than that,
0: too. Oh, way better, okay. Uh,
1: Yeah, so I'm saying it's, like, all the way um, neck and neck with Blue Monkey.
0: Oh, shit, nice. Of Just one of those, like, genuine pleasures that you kind of unearth that nobody's ever seen.
1: Yeah, it's that thing that, like, I'm gonna tell everyone I know, hey, you should see Darren Howard's Fright Club. Just, like, you know... If I meet some real VHS ghouls, I'm like, yeah, but have you seen Boy Monkey?
0: (laughs) Right. Like, yeah, this is the, this is that real shit. Um, so is it better or worse than the Black Christmas remake?
1: It's not better than Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a weirdly competent film. I,
0: I hate to say it, the, and I've seen Black Christmas 2006 a few times I feel like every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more, because it's a little... Yeah, bit...
1: it's it's shockingly well-made for being such a ridiculous movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, I always sort of watch it, and I'm like, I remember this being shittier and less fun, and it's kind of a rollicking good time, so... So,
1: I would put it below Blue Monkey and right above Cut. Because cut cannot sustain the novelty of Molly Ringwald mm. for the full runtime.
0: That's true. Molly Ringwald, she's kind of um, nothing gold can stay. You know, like I feel like she shows up and then it's like on Riverdale. I popped for Molly Ringwald show Molly Ringwald showing up and was like, oh fuck, she's here. And then she doesn't really do anything and kind of leaves. And you're like, well, not, well that, was, uh, yeah. that was underwhelming.
1: They certainly waste Molly Ringwald on uh, Riverdale.
0: Mm-hmm. agree. So uh, coming in at our new number 169. Nice. Nice. God damn it. Is Terrence Howard's Fright Club. Um, now, let's talk
1: about another absolute joy of a movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my
0: God. So you're
1: the hunter from the future. You're not you are. I'm talking
0: about why <laughs> are <laughs> That's actually yeah, it's not somebody who doesn't use good grammar on Twitter saying you're the hunter from the future. Y-O-R, you're the hunter from the future. This, okay, all right. I'm gonna, (laughs) hot out of the gate, I'm gonna say something controversial. This is the best sword and sandal movie I have ever seen.
1: It's way better than it has any right to be.
0: It's so good. Like, the action is baller. The eight, like, it's, um, okay. We should, um, front load this with the thing that happens, uh, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie.
1: Are you talking about the hang glider scene? I'm
0: talking about the hang glider scene.
1: Okay, so this movie, first of all, the Blu-ray was provided to us by Mill Creek and you owe it to yourself to buy this. It's a very bare bones. It has an audio commentary with the actor, but frankly, it sucks because it's another in a long line of old guy talking about the movie he's
0: in, but not Mm -hmm. saying anything interesting. (laughs) Right. Like yes, that certainly was a movie I did.
1: Yeah, so so very uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now this is a
0: shot of a man <laughs> walking through a desert. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, this movie, there is holy shit. Now, all right, I'll, I'll admit I'm so I'm fond of sword and sandal movies, kind of as a thing, because um, the first MST3K episode I ever saw. As a kid, was Colossus versus uh, versus the Headhunters, which also featured Machiste from Machiste in Hell. Um, the guy that plays Yor, I hate to point this out because you'll never be able to unsee it, Quincy. You know who he looks like? A, who does he look a like? Buff Dana Carvey. <laughs> he does in, in a wig, in a in a in a, in a like John Mickle Thor wig. So Yor is like
1: so. Basically, it's um. To borrow the Ajax Boys' phrase, um, it's a no-nan.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a no-nan movie where it's like, look, he's he's buff. He drinks Triceratops blood, and because the blood of your enemies makes you stronger, right? <laughs> well, okay, so it's amazing. So at the beginning of the movie, uh, he's sort of doing like desert CrossFit in a loincloth. And he eventually kills this triceratops, and there's like all these like uh, local tribesmen, town folks, sort of loitering around, going, "Hey, he killed that triceratops!" And your leans down, scoops up a hefty handful of blood out of the dead triceratops, and there's a lady nearby, and he's like, he sucks some of the blood out of his palm, and then he's like, "Hey, you want some of this shit?" And he like passes it over to her. And she takes a small sip and just kind of spits it out and goes, ugh, that's Triceratops blood. And he's like, Haha yeah. Um and then there's like this old toothless man nearby, and he's like, Hey, you wanna get you you wanna you wanna you wanna get in on this? And the guy's like, No, that's triceratops blood, dude. And he's like, Mm, but the blood of your enemies makes you stronger. And the guy's like, Yeah, I think I'm okay with being weak. <laughs> drinking- Especially because that guy kicks at the It is clearly someone
1: watched. Conan and Star Wars, and said, "Let's put those two together."
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So is this the Obi Wan Kenobi to yours, Luke Skywalker?
1: Yeah, but he like he's a bow and arrow Obi Wan, and he kicks
0: all of the ass in this movie. <laughs> he does, but also it's he's my favorite part of this movie because he looks he has so much fucking sang and about everything that he's doing. Like he this he is a cool fucking customer who's just. Constantly pulling out arrows and shooting people and looking really tired about it, which honestly, mood.
1: It it can't be a spoiler that this is a fantasy movie that turns into a sci-fi movie in the last thirty minutes that... because it's on the cover. Oh yeah. But when it starts, you have no idea that it goes from prehistoric drama to high fantasy to.
0: Science fiction. <laughs> yeah, to, to Pew Pew science fiction. Like, this was... um, It felt like going from Machiste in Hell to Space Mutiny to keep the MST3K thing going. um, In the same movie. Yeah, it's, it's bananas. It's so, so good. So,
1: apparently, it was originally a four-part Italian TV show, which kind of makes sense, because you can see, like, where they would have cut and edited the episodes together. For TV, yeah. But even for TV, that's, like, beyond... Um, lost, level, ballsy to switch the format that much oh man. four
0: episodes. <laughs> it's so good, and actually it makes me resent a lot of other movies for not having the goddamn spine to do that. <laughs> to be like, okay, so we've got a bunch of butts and seats for our known nan What if space lasers and synth wave part of the way through? Like, 30 minutes before the end of the movie.
1: So, so... Yeah, it's well. So the thing that we were talking about, the going back to the hang glider, So a bunch (laughs) of shenanigans happen. There's some blue Chewbaccas that kidnap some people, and there's a lot of fire. Like the whole movie is the fire budget is insane. Oh
0: yeah, I would say they spent most of their budget on pyro. It is. It's a fiery fucking film. If there's
1: flaming swords. There's regular swords cutting through flaming beams at the camera. There's people, just all the flames. People being
0: set on so fire. People running through fire.
1: Yor needs to save the the kidnapped women and children. So um, also, I'm sorry to digress. the The children celebration where they just hold children oh. in the air and say thank thank the gods for our children. Right. It, Hope no one takes them. Oh, no, they just got taken.
0: <laughs> See, that's the, that, that's the first mistake is don't have a party. Uh, yeah, don't rub it in how you've still got all of the children in your village because you're just begging someone to come and kidnap all of the children in the village. Like, Yeah, because they immediately get get got. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's what happens out here in space and I also tribal that, turkey.
1: <laughs> I love that Yor says, I got to make a grand entrance to save these kids. Oh, look, a giant bat. Let me knock him over
0: and use him as a hang grinder. Man, honestly, when he comes swooping in, dangling from a giant bat, screaming, just, Ah! And I was, I was pounding my knee and howling silently while watching well, this. And it's the, the disco theme song that cues um, while he's swooping in. I, by the way, I um am trying to find a way to download the uh the OP from your um The Hunter from the Future because it sort of it starts out as a kind of like slap bassy kind of doop doop doo do doo and then it just goes into the like waka checka waka checka waka chicka do the hustle thing and it is it, like that's what the movie starts with to um footage of your fucking trucking it through the wilderness in a in a butt flap, just sort of doing running guy stuff. I was instantly hyped for this film,
1: <laughs> yeah, so. Let's talk about the next major beat. After he swoops in with that that glider, um, he meets he's the only blonde man, which shows that he's he's a, he's different. Mm-hmm. And then he meets another blonde person, and then they're like, "Oh, you're from the same place as your," because everyone else
0: isn't blonde. <laughs> so he's basically a Targaryen, is what you're saying. Like he's just yeah yeah. And then they fuck each other well, because of o- course. Obviously. Like, there's also—I'd like to point out, I'm weirdly proud of your for um, practicing uh, uh, good sexual politics in a sword and sandal movie. Because frequently you get these muscle-bound sort of, like, frail whales in these movies who are just, like, all buys and tries, you know? And they're these big, beefy fellows and they sort of feel entitled to sleep with whatever ran- random women they sort of wander across— and there's this like teenage girl at one point who's like, "Let me elope with you, enormous stranger." And he's like, "Oh, you're a sweet kid, but please, please go home. <laughs> like,
1: I'm waiting for my uh, weirdly Aryan bride." Yeah,
0: that's ex- Yeah, excuse me. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I met her on um, ChristianMingle.com, and it's going really. So please, I'm kid, go home. Um, it does not help that the
1: whole end plot is that the masterous Darth Vader analog villain with medieval gauntlets and a cape complete with Darth um, Vader
0: helmet by the way
1: yeah is trying to get a master race by getting
0: your to fuck a robot (laughs) (laughs) that's listen I is it bizarre of me that I kind of wanted to see your fuck a robot just to see what that would have looked like Well, the best thing about it
1: is they're not even like... You would think a a lesser director would have made a fuckable robot but they did not no. they've leaned hard into the hard sci-fi and made an unattractive robot no
0: that's that's my favorite that's why i wanted to see your fuck the robot cuz it's not like a sexy streamlined like 7 of 9 sort of sexy robot it is a beep boop fucking boxy golden <laughs> upside era upside down lampshade oh. red ass robot <laughs> it's outstanding like we crafted this robot to be as fuckable as possible and it looks like a mr coffee <laughs> it's like go stick your dick in that your and he's like i I would rather not
1: oh oh this movie fucking rules see, I... and then there's lasers and like the end of the movie he's like the the darth vader analog has the
0: force and yes. gets stabbed with a flagpole uh-huh and like and I, I i i gotta point this out the adr okay so if it's an italian production especially sword and uh, sword and sandal movies Uh, I feel like the ADR is frequently not, like, comedically not great, where it's just like, yes, it is I, Machiste, over, like, some guy who is clearly, like, he's got a dick in his mouth, and he's just sort of mumbling, because he's, it's hot outside, and he's covered in baby oil, and he's tired, and wants to go home, and the ADR in, um, Your... Is so brazenly done that it just adds to the overall aesthetic. Because like this is a sword and sandal movie that knows what side of the bread its fucking butter is on. It's so fucking good,
1: and nothing we've said has spoiled or comes close <laughs> to articulating why
0: this movie. Ruins. How do you how do you spoil a movie like you're the hunter from the future? I mean, you can bring up nothing. The bat, I guess nothing
1: will prepare. I read. Before watching it, hey, he uses a bat for a hang glider. And I was not prepared for that.
0: <laughs> I See, I knew from the cover art that we were going to be exploring some Gleep Glops in space. And I was still excited and surprised when suddenly we are in Lost in Space. But also I'm still wearing a loincloth.
1: And those robots fucking rule. Oh. They got like sword
0: gun claw hands that like it's a multi-tool <laughs> you know what they look like they look like b-plot baddies from a classic doctor who serial they do and that's what i think why i love it so much yeah and like this i i feel like uh you know if so the exemplars of every weird subgenre this is the one i would want to put out front for like okay so you've heard of italian sword and sandal movies this is the one you need to watch. This is the best one. Yeah. So where do you want to put it on our list? Uh, What's our number one right now? Um, It (laughs) is... uh, All right, all right, all right. So uh, it is obviously better than every other sword and sandal movie we've done so far, and I think all of those are super far down the list.
1: Okay, so here's where it gets a little sticky. Mm -hmm. The sword and the claw is roughly the same sword and sandal.
0: Oh, but there is a guy with cat claws. Yeah,
1: and that's what I was going to say. Yor, although he has a flaming sword, he does not have cat claws and he does not eat raw meat that he shares with a lion. And also... A literal lion. The sword and the claw has a weirdly cohesive plot where (laughs) Yor feels like it's based off a comic book, and it feels like that we got to keep this comic selling, so what can we, what do the kids like next month?
0: Oh, so wait a minute, so if this was a comic, and it was your The Hunter from the Future, was this basically like a mashup shirt with like, do- the the Doctors, is in Mordor, where they were like, okay, what if we had Conan in space?
1: I think so. I think they're like, eh. Let's just do something else in the next issue. Yeah, there you go. What do you
0: feel like drawing this week? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's well, let's do fuckbots. Yeah, oh, yeah the, the the most deeply unfuckable fuckbots that ever fuckbotted. I I would see. I I agree. I think the plot. This movie is like a sincere version of Kung Fury. Yes. Which also a fuck Kung Fury and all of its ironic <laughs> ilk, and B. Your fucking rules, because I don't I don't feel like there was any self-conscious winking at all in this movie.
1: Yeah, it is all played as sincerely as possible.
0: Now, and that I think adds to the charm. Now here's here's my question for you. Um is your the hunter from the future. It may not be better than the sword and the claw, but in good conscience, Quincy, can you go to bed tonight? Can you lay your head on that pillow and drift off to sleep knowing that it's is hot, uh, better than high tension, or worse than high tension? I mean, it's not. It's it's lower than high tension. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I meant. Excuse me. Um,
1: if we, if but, we, but let me. But below Sword in the Claw is House of a Thousand Corpses. So, am I willing to be the ass, the contrarian <laughs> asshole, that says this movie is better than House of a Thousand Corpses? you know
0: i i think it's better than house of a thousand corpses okay
1: they're they're strangely the same movie in terms of <laughs> like let's throw random things on the screen and see what gets your jimmies off
0: oh yeah 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 where it's it's literally just let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks
1: yeah but i don't know i'm looking down the in this area of the list and there's stuff that's way better than mm. your
0: like what like Blue Monkey. Ah, Blue Monkey. Yeah, Blue Monkey is probably better than yours. are. Um, I, now, okay, I think the floor for me, this is absolutely better than the real Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: I would, I, but ten times out of ten, I'm watching that over that documentary about a guy who may have kind of used a chainsaw once.
1: <laughs> but we're not really I sure. I heard this guy used a chainsaw, so that's why it's definitely like that movie.
0: <laughs> it's like that movie with the guy um i I, and obviously it's better than good tidings fuck good tidings um i all right so if we're putting it with a comparable movie in the same kind of bracket is it better or worse than heavy metal from
1: 1981 oh shit it can't be better than heavy metal
0: no i don't think so either but everybody knows about heavy metal because everybody had like a gross uncle who watched heavy metal um I, I was that gross uncle. I We could put it... Hmm. Okay. Okay. I would feel good putting it between Body Melt at 175 and Heavy Metal.
1: Yeah, I, I would feel good with that. Because,
0: mm-hmm. like, Body Melt is of a, a, a fucking hoot, but I feel like this... I want to make everyone I know get drunk with me and watch your The Hunter from the Future.
1: Yeah. Um... I think this should be Mill Creek's number one selling Blu-ray. Oh, their flagship! This is
0: perfect. Yeah, this is this is the one that makes me excited about watching bad movies.
1: It, it you know a movie is good when I have to decide when I decide of my limited shelf space to sell my American Psycho
0: to make room for your the Hunter <laughs> from the Future. Shit, that's that's commitment. Is don't don't tell Christina that she'll be very upset. <laughs> she every goddamn week we break her heart by dropping american psycho farther down the list we're all
1: saving it like our last episode we're gonna say like none of it matters it, it's been yeah it, we're we're gonna pull a how i met your mother and we're gonna say actually american psycho is number one
0: <laughs> this whole time you've all been made fools of it's actually the best of all horror movies
1: God, and now I'm angry at how I met your mother again. Oh my
0: god. So we better move on to another movie. <laughs> I I understand that that that'll that'll happen. So the next movie um is okay. So Hellraiser, right? We're doing Hellraiser Hellworld, which is from 2005 and as if I needed to tell you was absolutely a straight-to-video release. It here's the wild thing. It was shot in 2003 and was shelved for two years. Yeah, that's and it, it that's the thing, is that it reeks of two thousand three. Like I I was watching it and because I am
1: of that age, I was looking at the costuming and thinking, did we dress like that? <laughs> and as I searched deep into my heart and I saw that guy wearing a long a tight long sleeve shirt and a baggy T-shirt, five sizes larger on top. Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, we did. We certainly did. We certainly did." Oh,
0: oh! For most of high school, I wore long sleeves with short T-shirts over it. Like
1: the only thing it was missing was one of those Dragon Ball Z. Esque polyester shirt. one of
0: those button up anime shirts, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, the polyester anime shirts that I still have a closet full of and I cannot get rid of because I feel like they have historical significance.
0: Right, right. Like, someday you're going to bequeath this to your children. Like, okay, you're 14. You've started getting acne. You're confused about uh, your peers. You are really sweaty all the time, and it's time for you to put on this shirt with Inuyasha on the back.
1: Here, son. Here's a shirt of a pinup woman fucking a koi fish in front of Hiroshima. <laughs> um, so Hel- it looks exactly the same as when I bought it because there's not a natural fiber. In it.
0: <laughs> but like, it's it stands up on one side and it's all crusty and like, yeah, no, it's supposed to feel like that. Um, <laughs> it's so hell. Yeah, sorry. Um, so hellraiser, hell world. Uh, th- now, uh, as many of our listeners uh, might might or might might or might not know. Uh, so on the podcast so far, we have done the first two Hellraiser movies, and then oddly the, the, the last two, so Hellraiser Revelations and Hellraiser Judgment, both of which are unforgivable dog shit, um, and we haven't really done any of the ones in between, and the really fascinating thing about every Hellraiser movie between Hellraiser uh, 5 and um, Hellraiser Revelations is that they, the studio that was making them, had this thing where they wanted to keep the rights to Hellraiser. Uh, so they kept because sort of the
1: merchandising, right? Oh, it's because those Halloween masks sell really well, they sell
0: really well. And like, Pinhead is a really recognizable, like, for way more people have seen Pinhead and are aware of Pinhead than have ever actually seen a Hellraiser movie. Um, and so what the production company would do is they would uh, acquire all of these spec scripts for like unrelated projects, not even in the horror genre necessarily. And then they would fucking shoehorn some setabites into it so that it would be like, "Oh, here's my gritty noir uh, Noir detective story. with pinhead and he's torturing some guy's balls, or it's like, yeah, I they they would just find bizarre, disparate properties, some of them kind of horror. To um, rewrite hastily and turn it into a Hellraiser movie, so that they could like jerk it out and uh, continue to have the rights. So, Hellraiser: Hellworld is absolutely one of those. It is Fear. dot com.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Fear. dot com came out in, in two thousand two. This movie was shot in two thousand three. It's. You know, the kids these days, they spend too much time on their World of
0: Warcraft, and that's got to be bad. <laughs> it's a societal ill. Yeah, it's it's I think it's an incredibly late 90s early 2000s thing where it's like Willow is dating a demon from the internet, where you know, everybody was on <laughs> Don't the... talk bad about that episode. Oh, oh, I would never. He turns into a literal techno demon with horns. It's the fucking coolest. Um but like yeah, like with Hellraiser Hellworld, um okay, so we should make everybody aware of this right now. Hellraiser Hellworld features Pinhead kind of convincing a bunch of sexy teens to come to a house from an internet chat room. He Okay.
1: Let me let me get pedantic. Please. It's not an internet chat room. They're playing an MMORPG, and when they win the MMORPG, they get a Last Starfighter-style invitation to a fuck party.
0: Oh, that's right, because they kept mentioning the word chat room, which tells me instantly... The person who wrote this has never touched an internet. Like, they never... Well, if
1: you look at the graphics, it's that very 2003, we don't know what the internet looks like, or the internet in 2003 doesn't look good enough to put on a movie. So we're going to make bespoke graphics that would never load in... Dial up in 2000. Yeah,
0: yeah. It looks like that game missed from the 90s, where it's just kind yes. of yeah, and it's like really bad flash animation with like evil mouths going. Raw, raw, raw. It, you know what it looks like? Did you ever see Urban Legend or Urban Legends, plural?
1: No, uh, I know the movie you're talking
0: about. There is a spooky Doom Cookie lady in uh, Urban Legends who is on like a uh, an alt dot goths kind of thing. It looks exactly like that where it's like, oh, it's really spooky, and it's everything's using either like the chiller font or that weird pointy font that every goth and horror website from the late 90s used. Um, and so anyway, so it's all of these kids who are addicted to this game that they never actually go into what, how you play this game or what you do in this MMO. Yeah, the
1: only thing that they... Okay, here's what's wild about this. Mm-hmm. It's a Hellraiser video game. So, is this the scream of the Hellraiser franchise where they're like, actually it's real? Is this the new nightmare? Yes, of actually Hellraiser is just this movie and video game franchise, and
0: it it absolutely is and I'll, and here's yeah, so um i'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna spoil this straight to video two thousand and five release for anybody who might not have seen it. Um, actual pinhead uh, in the Cenobites don't show up until the very end of the movie. What happens? Is that, so there is a literal Hellraiser MMO where, like, all of these kids, it's like all these kids are already Hellraiser fans, so they already know about the Lemarchand configuration, they know about um, Le- uh, Leviathan and the the puzzle, like, you know, the whole the whole nine. And they keep bringing up the mythology in the movie. Like, at one point, the protagonist lady starts shit-talking, so Lance Hendrickson is there. Uh and-
1: Okay, so this is the wildest thing, Mm -hmm. is that Lance Henriksen was going to be Frank Cotton, but he turned the offer down. Uh So this was like the boon of Hellraiser Hellworld is, hey guys, we got him. We actually landed Lance (laughs) Henriksen in this movie.
0: Character actor royalty, Lance Henriksen. Who, by the way, um, I, I would just like to take this opportunity, as every opportunity to do so, to say that I would die on a battlefield for Lance Henriksen. He is the character actor's character actor. Like, he will show up for whatever it is he's doing. Like, he, I don't think I have ever seen Lance Henriksen, who some of our listeners might know him as Bishop, the, uh, android from Aliens, or the main character from Pumpkinhead, or the dad from, the the vampire dad from Near Dark. He's been in fucking everything. Um, and I mean, he was in fucking Alien vs. Predator and he brought his A game. Like, He's oh. really great. Love Lance Anderson. And anyway, so he's the Svengali behind all of this shit because his son died as a result of getting too into the Hellraiser game. And he uh, basically introduces this hallucinogenic drug into the air the moment the sexy teens show up at this big house party house, house party full of um, other sexy teens with a Z. Um, and he makes them believe that they're being stalked and killed by Cenobites. Yes. And... and... It It's absolutely the scream of the franchise because they'll keep being like, get your mythology right, dick, dickhead. You you need to solve the puzzle box before the Cenobites come. And it's, um, now here's, the, do, do those parts actually work, do you think, the meta-commentary? Fuck no. No, no, Because it's not. so,
1: like, it says nothing interesting about the movie, except this movie doesn't make sense. It's a very bad shoehorned. Uh, tax write-off
0: of a movie yeah that's it's yeah tax write-off horror thank you Matt uh, Matt Matthew Wilson um it and the fact that um at the very end of the movie I need to point this out because it's my favorite scene in Hellraiser Hellworld uh is that so the main baddie um who by the way uh what was the uh the address of the house 86 Hillbound Street 86 which is the year Hellraiser fucking came out and then Hillbound for God's, hell bound. For, uh. for God's sake. Instead of hellbound. For God's sake. But so the main baddie played by Lance Henriksen, he uh, tricks a bunch of the teens into being buried alive because they're all tripping ballsack and imagining that they're getting fucked up by sonobites. And he skips town. And the cops are kind of sitting there going like, whoa, we don't know where Lance Henriksen went. And then we cut to him uh, sitting in a hotel room, sort of, you know, marinating on like, ha yeah, I got those sexy teens. I sure did. And then... Motherfucker solves the Lemarchand configuration. and By accident. By accident! Like, this is... I love this also because of the the, the fucky mythology of Hellraiser, where um, in Hellraiser 2, Pinhead is like, it's not hands that summon us, it's desire. Motherfucker didn't desire shit. He'd already done what he wanted to do and was fucking around with a puzzle box. Um, and my favorite part of this scene, and really this movie... Is that when Pinhead and crew show up to torture the shit out of Lance Hendrickson, he just looks really fed up with this bullshit. <laughs> like it's <laughs> Lance Hendrickson, chain in a Marlboro light, just sort of wagging his finger, going, "No, this isn't real." <laughs> like he's just he's gonna shame these Cenobites into not existing because he is not fucking here for it. And what I love is that should be the end of the movie, and then there's <laughs> another scene. <laughs> Yeah, what if they were, oh, sorry, yes, that's right. And then, oh, we live on the internet. And then they disappear, and he just (laughs) continues smoking. Um, But what's also weird about it is that he doesn't actually get the shit tortured out of him. He just gets cut in half.
1: Which is dope, but not... (laughs) you know appropriate to the rules already established by the franchise which they get so pedantic in the movie yes
0: like it 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 should have been maybe they didn't have the budget for like chains you know the the classic right the the greatest hits you get the chains flying out of the wall digging into his skin and you close on lance Henriksen screaming and that's how you close out the film um yeah and anyway so yeah i just love the the idea of the cenobites who are like you know oh we have eternity to know your flesh Eh, I think we're done here. Cuts him in half, leaves. Like, you know, takes the mint off the the motel pillow and just fucking fucks off back to hell. Um, And so Hellraiser Hellworld, I would say, it is not a good movie. It is
1: a garbage movie. It's a
0: very bad movie. But I'm going to go on the line and say, this is the best of the repurposed spec script movies.
1: Wow. Uh, So we're going to put that to the test because we're going to watch the rest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, by the way, uh, shout out to my actual cousin Tracy who bought me this on Blu-ray from the Rankin' Vile Amazon wish list to make us watch it. (laughs) So uh, if any of you are listening and you want to buy us a movie and ship it to my house, uh, send us an email at Rankin' Vilecast and we'll give you the... Uh, oh, I'm a person. I'm
0: I'm a very I am of very negotiable affections. Like if you buy me a movie, I don't care what it is. I'll be so excited that I've gotten a movie. I will watch anything. Listen, meat arrived at my door this week, and I didn't question shit. I just went, oh boy, meat, and then like threw it into my it. threw it into my open mouth, like. Fucking Popeye. a
1: cenobite meat. What are you doing? <laughs> no,
0: not that meat. Listen, I ate mystery male meat this week. If you send me a movie, I will watch it. I don't. I don't question anything. <laughs> I am. I am not a clever person. I don't know how I'm still alive. I ate All right, uh, meat. Related to that, I want to dog Miramax some more
1: oh, because this is the worst. Blo- what they did was, I have. Um, it is four five six and seven mm-hmm. or wait no i got my number wrong it's all it's hellraiser in space and then the other ones and it ends with this one
0: oh hellraiser bloodline
1: hellraiser bloodline two hellraiser
0: hellworld nice. so it's those four okay. in order which i feel like on a blu-ray those movies you better package them walmart style with like four cuts of terror and it's every spec script hellraiser movie
1: yeah, but what it is, is they just said, you know, Blu-rays have a lot more storage. So they literally, in on someone's desktop computer, copied, ripped and copied all four movies and just stuck them on a Blu-ray. <laughs> so the, the title screen, you pick the movie, and then it opens the the DVD menu from that release mm-hmm. and then plays
0: the movie. Uh, Kim Kardashian, it's what she deserves, dot gif. Like, these movies are fucking dog shit. Um, but honestly... There's no subtitles. No. Like, that would be a luxury for this. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we don't, we don't got subtitle money. Like, we, listen, we got Lance Henriksen money. We don't have, we will hire somebody to transcribe this movie money. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, again, not a good movie, but I feel like it at least engages with the mythology of Hellraiser in a way that doesn't work, and in a way that is ham-fisted and pointless and stupid... But it, it at least looks like a Hellraiser movie in a way that even the one with Kirsty like Ashley Lawrence returning for because she want, needed to buy a refrigerator. <laughs> and also Mayhem from the uh, the car commercials and also the Vulture from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is there and he's a bad husband. Um, that Hellraiser Hellworld is the most competently made of those movies. And it has Lance Henriksen, so points it also has actual line of dialogue this is rad (laughs) yeah this is rad um and honestly all of the actors now there is also a funny thing also henry cavill is in this movie i need no way who is henry cavill in this movie henry cavill was the hunk who died early on oh fuck Henry fucking cavill (laughs) everybody has been in a hellraiser straight to video movie it's it's fucking incredible um, yeah oh he's super dice he's not even the main romantic lead he's like a hunk and, and this movie is full of CW actors before the CW was a thing where they're all sort of inoffensive looking and they have symmetrical features and they're young ish so they just sort of shoved him in front of a camera and went and now you're getting attacked by pinhead and anyway so where all right so uh, looking on the list uh, I'm the place I'm gonna start if we're going with internet horror this movie is better than hashtag horror. Yeah, for sure I think I also think it is better than fear.com. Wow, that's what I think because
1: it definitely rips off fear.com. Oh I've never would have <laughs> thought that a movie would take fear.com and improve
0: on it's it so it's a fear.com pinhead reskin is what it is like it's just they slapped a decal on it and went also it was pinhead going yeah this is mine now and the internet belongs to him um i think it's better than fear.com purely because there's anything to come away with and it fits into the larger scheme of the hellraiser franchise in a way that fear.com is just sort of like a it's like that can of coconut milk you forgot forgotten the cupboard forever ago and then you look at it and you're like Bleh, and then you put it back
1: Yeah, you know, that's funny. I did that the other day. I was at my mom's house, and I got a can of coconut uh, water out of the fridge, and it expired in 2016, and I went, whoa,
0: and put it back in the fridge. No coconut milk. I actually, now, (laughs) here's the question. Have you played the Neosporin game when you go back to your folks' place?
1: Oh, it's the worst. Where
0: you just... Everybody's parents have one tube of Neosporin that is expired, and you need to try to see how long it has been expired. It's...
1: And, you know, what's... what's my mom hates it when
0: I visit, because I mm-hmm. throw her stuff away. <laughs> you're like, we're done here. No, no, you're not even using this. Yeah, stop. Yeah. Just stop It's it. It. It's legit. Now, all right, I will also say it is better... Hellraiser, Hell, uh, Hell World is better than Better Watch Out.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Because it but doesn't. Is
1: it better than and now the screaming starts? Oh
0: boy! You know, listen, what?
1: Ryan, that baby was born with a stumpy arm because her daddy had a stumpy arm.
0: <laughs> That's how hereditary jeans were. i actually completely agree also um and now the screaming starts you've got a guy bashing a skeleton against a headstone and yelling a lot i love that i i I think about that scene every goddamn day so between (laughs) between the two of those i'm giving the edge to that so uh, i feel comfortable uh putting that above better watch out and right below and now the screaming starts
1: yes let's do a listener request yeah
0: hell yeah which one you want to do
1: so, I want to do uh, No One
0: Lives. Oh, I haven't seen No One Lives.
1: Oh, Ryan, you're in for a treat. Let me tell you about No One Lives. Wait a minute. So, Anonymous on Tumblr requested this movie. Mm-hmm. It is directed by Ryuhei Kitamura, who is best known for Versus, which owns a motherfucker. Oh, I fucking loves. love Versus. No One Lives is a WWE Studios production I... starring. Uh-huh. Get ready for it. Uh-huh. Luke Evans. What? Yeah. So Luke Evans is a... You know how in Your Next, mm-hmm. like, the shock is that girl is actually, like, a survivalist and can fight all the attackers?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's like they've all got, like, weird competence at this thing?
1: Yeah. Luke Evans is a, like, Rambo-style...
0: Manhunter. Oh fuck! That sounds amazing. Like and, this... and Brodis
1: Clay <gasps> and his group of Tufts try to kidnap him.
0: The Funkosaurus himself. So these are not the
1: Funkosaurus himself. Are... And Luke Evans turns the tables. So Luke Evans rips Brodis Clay's spine out and wears him as a Brodis Clay suit to sneak back into the house he escaped to kill the other people. What? It is the goriest fucking movie I've seen in a long time. The, I... He taunts he Luke Evans feeds a guy into a wood chipper and to taunt the other men, fills a burlap sack with giblets mm-hmm. and bursts it in front of everyone.
0: Like a pinata, like a viscera like pinata. A pinata.
1: Yeah. It is so gory. That Luke Evans is supposed to be the hero, but is more vicious than the criminals could ever be, to the point where it's just... It turns into Halloween, or Friday the 13th, where he's the... um, Jason Voorhees, he is intolerably awful.
0: Holy shit. So he just literally turns into a fucking monster the second he has the slightest excuse.
1: Exactly. Also, a man says... To a woman, want to get your sweet tits shot off? Then be my guest and go fight Luke (laughs) Evans.
0: This movie doesn't want good things for
1: me, and I need to see it. Yeah, it's on Shudder. And by the way, Shudder is our sponsor, so what up, Shudder? Hey, guys. Um, I think the most frustrating thing about it is WWE WWE Studios productions have a wrestler in each one, Mm -hmm. two, three max. This should be all wrestlers.
0: Yeah, no, this should this should literally just be, hey, do you want to watch Victor from The Ascension pull a fucking Mortal Kombat and rip out the spine of Bo Dallas?
1: Yeah, for sure. That's what it should be, and instead is Luke Evans beating people up. Also, today I learned that people love Luke Evans.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Luke Evans is well-beloved on Twitter, I think. Yeah, very
1: well-beloved. Uh, so
0: Even though he's I, apparently history's greatest monster and he fucking rolls around in a kiddie-waiting pool full of Brodus Clay's insides.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that uh, Luke Evans was the guy from Dracula Untold until today as well. <laughs> you kn- Oh,
0: fuck. Oh, fuck. He was in Dracula Untold. He is Dracula. <laughs> he's the untold Dracula. It's him. And he it, has murdered the Funkasaurus and worn him as a hound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's okay so it turns out actually he all right so it sounds like in this movie uh luke evans does what we wanted him to do in dracula untold which is the story exactly. the story of a man becoming a monster
1: right it is literally a monster doing the most monstrous thing which is clearly uh kitamura being um an excellent Director and just going balls to the wall and saying, you know, I, my favorite Kimura story is mm-hmm. in an interview. Someone I said, "Hey, what the fuck's up with the ending of verses?" He's like, "I don't know. It kind of looked cool, so we thought, <laughs> you know, laser sights on samurai swords would be a good way to end the
0: movie." You know what? He's not wrong. He's he is completely correct about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And, and he definitely said, "Hey, uh, let Luke Evans put a handcuff through." uh Brodus Clay's bottom jaw and then (laughs) Shuck him like a like an Iraqorn. See, I
0: love it because Kitamura, like, it's he he his direction is like he's playing with action figures, only it's the action figures are full of viscera and blood.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's uh So it's very good. So it's not Where would you put this on the list?
1: That's the thing is it's not good. Mm But the, as a splatter film by itself, if you're into that sort of thing, it's worth watching.
0: And listen, if you're into splatter movies for the sake of splatter movies, this is a judgment-free zone. I myself have watched many gory movies purely for the fact that I knew it was going to be um, filled with blood.
1: So I'm looking at Castle Freak, which I revisited the other day on Shudder as well. Ooh. What up, Shudder? Hey, Shudder. Thanks for that uh, subscription. Um Castle Freak actually has really good acting in it.
0: Yeah, it does. And Barbara Crampton specifically.
1: Yeah, she is the patron saint of all of our horrible ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's too good for us.
0: Oh, she's she's better than we deserve, but also is just apparently like an absolute class act and a, a fucking outstanding human being.
1: Yeah. So I would say that it's better than Innsmouth, because Innsmouth has that weird eyeball coming out of that woman's vagina. Sure. But nothing else. And Castle Freak has good acting. Yeah. So like is cr- no one No One Lives kinda is somewhere in the middle of movies on Shudder that are Definitely not the first thing I would watch if I subscribed to Shudder. But once you get done with all of the good stuff, it's worth getting around to.
0: So wait, if it's... Uh, if so that would be number 222. So wait, if it's an eyeball coming out of a vagina, would you call that a C-section? Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Um. So, yeah, so coming in at our new number 222, uh, No One Lives. Um, dr- so
1: Ryan... Why don't you tell our listeners how they can request movies on our show?
0: Well, if uh, you want to request a movie and you listen to the show and there's a, a, a horror movie that you are desperate for us to talk about, or maybe not even desperate for us to talk about, maybe you're really cool and you're just like, yeah, I think it'd be kind of funny if they talked about like Maximum Overdrive or something, you're going to want to send that request over to our uh, Gmail account, which is rankandvilecast at com, or you're going to want to go over to our Tumblr, which is just rankandvile.tumblr.com. And you're going to want to drop that in the Ask box over on Tumblr. Um, Quincy, where else can our listeners find us online?
1: Well, if they want to advertise on the show, send us things in the mail, um, say hi, do anything, um, our guest, uh, rankinvowcasts at gmail.com is the address for that. Uh, We are sponsored this week by... By horror Retro Caps on Instagram. Uh, these folks make really cool retro-inspired trucker caps. Um, they made a Rats Night of Terror cap. Oh, hell yeah. You know, the the movie where uh, Italian future punks fight rats. <laughs> <laughs> and literal buckets of rats get dumped on them in the process. Which is,
0: which is uh, somebody's been reading my dream journal again.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um... Horror Retro Caps is a store on Instagram, and it's all sorts of horror hats from all types of classic horror flicks, and uh, they have been kind enough. If you DM um, at Horror Retro Caps on Twitter, the password, rankinvial10, they'll give you a discount on your order. Um, Because it's definitely cottage industry, take this property and put it on a hat. Uh, It doesn't have an actual website, but think of it like a speakeasy. Yeah. But they're really cool hats, and they've been cool enough to uh, give our listeners a discount. Yeah. Um, oh, they also have a Darkwing Duck hat, which is cool as shit.
0: <sighs> oh fuck, I need it.
1: Yeah, it's purple and it says Darkwing on it. Oh yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: So so go to Horror Retro Caps and get you a hat. Still
0: holding out for a gritty Darkwing Duck reboot. Um, but yeah uh, and then uh, also if you uh, listen to the show we're on any other platform we are on uh, Stitcher Uh, we are over on iTunes which is I think um, the the main place that we we try to try to put all of our effort into Um, if you like or
1: really any podcatcher if you just about any of them you can find us on or if not you can add us by taking the URL off rankandfile.podbean.com
0: yep Um, if you uh, are uh, extraordinarily bored uh, today or at any point in the future consider leaving us a five star review on iTunes it helps uh, raise our our standing in the world and it gives us a a nice proud feeling Uh, and it also um, sort of uh, bumps us up the charts a little bit and helps other people be able to find the podcast and maybe get upset with us over our bad rankings of horror movies Um, but barring that I think that's all I got you got anything else? Yeah, um,
1: please give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, that's at RankinVile. And uh, please give us a follow on Twitter, at RankinVileCast. We're trying to grow our followers so that we get noticed. And that can that's another way to spread the word about the podcast. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much to all of the people on social media that talk about this show. Um, oh, my it's God. It's a really weird feeling to hear strangers talk about how funny i am and how funny you know ryan is and it's super weird uh, but it's really appreciated
0: yeah it's this this podcast is so much fucking fun and thank you guys for making it somehow even more fun to talk about garbage movies um but i think that's all i got you got anything else
1: that's it stay spooky
0: later folks